Hello, friends. This is Shelley Griffith welcoming you to another episode of On My Mind. This week, following a busy Christmas week, I've been thinking about New Year's coming up and the traditions around the world that we see and thought I'd share with you some interesting findings that I discovered this week. As we know, there are literally thousands of ways to celebrate New Year's Eve around the world. And I discovered that the first place New Year's Eve is really celebrated at 12 midnight is in Kirit Mati, K-I-R-I-T-M-A-T-I, Kiribati, K-I-R-I-B-A-T-I, in the Indian Ocean. This actually is known as something you may have heard of, Christmas Island. It's a territory of Australia. Located about 1,500 kilometers west of Australia, has about 1,700 residents, and is apparently a gorgeous destination for travelers. The capital is an interesting name, Flying Fish Cove. Sounds like a fun place to visit, except I hate to fly, but that's another story for another time. Let's take a look at some other nations, see how they ring in the new year. Not in any particular order. Ecuador has an unusual practice of making scarecrows look like they're politicians or cultural icons. They then burn them at midnight on New Year's Eve to supposedly cleanse the new year of any evil actions by those beings. Brazil. Residents light candles and throw white flowers into the waters off the coast as an offering to the Queen of the Ocean, Humaya, Y-E-M-A-J-A. This will bring good fortune to the folks who throw the flowers in. I'm not sure what the candles are for. Spain. Folks are supposed to eat 12 grapes, any kind, one for each time a bell rings at midnight. This will bring the eater prosperity in the new year. Scotland. The tradition is called Hogmanay, H-O-G-A-M-A-N-A-Y, or first footing. This says that the first person coming into your house after midnight should be a dark-haired male bringing you good luck. That person should also bring gifts of coal, salt, and whiskey. Russia. Tradition has it that Father Frost and the Ice Maiden are divers who plunge into the cold waters of Lake Baikal and plant a spruce tree 100 feet under the water. This is another tale of bringing good luck to those who actually see this being done. Italy. Folks are urged to wear red underwear on New Year's Day in order to enhance their fertility. This really has not been proven to do anything of the kind. Greece. Two traditions involving the doors on homes are said to bring good luck to the homeowner. Hanging onions over or on the doors and smashing pomegranates against the door, scattering the seeds on it. Sounds pretty stinky and messy to me. May drive the owner away before any good luck could occur anyway. Chile. At midnight, a mass is held not in churches, but in cemeteries so the deceased family members can worship along with their living relatives, giving them some comfort and peace. Japan. 
people eat a meal of soba noodles, S-O-B-A. They're very thin, long pasta that will bring a long, healthy life to them. Another long-standing tradition is ringing bells in Buddhist temples 108 times. And I guess if you're not deafened by the bell ringing, you can expect a prosperous year. Denmark. A very unusual event occurs. Folks throw china dishes at their neighbors' homes, shattering them. And supposedly, this actually lessens aggressive behavior in the new year. But I think that might be hard to prove. Turkey. Residents there sprinkle a lot of salt on their doorsteps, which brings peace and prosperity during the new year. Ireland. Women sleep with millstones under their pillows, which is said to help them find their future husbands. And as we know in the United States, probably the biggest event that we watch is the history of the New York City Times Square dropping ball. I guess I didn't realize how old the ball event was. Adolph Ox, owner of the New York Times newspaper, was instrumental in starting this concept. He hired a man named Artcroft Strauss, A-R-T-K-R-A-F-T, to design the ball. Originally, it was five feet in diameter, made of wood and iron, and weighed about 700 pounds and had only 100 lights. And it made its debut on December 31, 1907. The newest version that we get to see, after many changes, is 12 feet in diameter, weighs over 1,100 pounds, consisting of a large amount of Waterford crystal and contains some 32,000 LED lights. And as anyone who has watched the New York Eve event knows, New Year's Eve event knows, massive crowds hit Times Square early and are crammed side by side for hours. Bells begin ringing about 6 p.m. And, of course, the famous celebrities pack the TV shows till well after the ball has descended. And the ball, as you know, is counted down, starting at 11.59. And right after it becomes the new year, I didn't know this, songs begin in Times Square. Auld Lang Syne, from the new Guy Lombardo band, New York, New York, the Frank Sinatra version, America the Beautiful, a Ray Charles version, What a Wonderful World, by Louis Armstrong, and then Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Israel Kamakawi. John Lennon's Imagine has been played at 11.59 prior to the drop, but I don't recall hearing that either. After everything is done, over 3,000 pounds of confetti is dropped in Times Square. Clean up, as you can imagine, takes a tremendously long day the next day. What a spectacle we see. For us older folks, it really does warm our hearts to enter the new year. Now, I want to share with you something I read recently that I think is fitting as we head into a new year. The author is unknown, but the title of this is The Train of Life. Very interesting. At birth, we boarded the train, met our parents, and we believed that they would always travel at our side. However, at some station, our parents stepped down from the train, leaving us to continue the journey on our own. As time went by, 
Other people boarded the train who would become a significant part of our lives. They were our siblings, our friends, our children, and even the one who would become the love of our lives. As the train continued its push across the landscape, many people stepped down and left a permanent vacuum in our lives. Other people went unnoticed when they left the train, and we didn't even realize that they had vacated their seats. We grew to realize that this magnificent train ride was full of joy, sorrow, fantasy, expectations, hellos, goodbyes, and farewells. We finally realized that a successful relationship with all of the passengers on our train was totally dependent upon our desire to give them the very best that we have to offer of ourselves. The mystery of life is really quite simple. We do not know at which station we ourselves will step down, so we must live in the best way we can, forgive and offer the best of who we are. It is important to do this because when the time comes for us to finally step down and leave our seat empty, we want to be able to leave behind beautiful memories for those who will continue to travel on the train of life. I wish you a joyful journey during your time on the train. Reap success and give lots of love. And more importantly, rather than the destination, thank God for the journey. Folks, if you want to contact me, please go to my email, shellgriff at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to try to get back to you with any questions or concerns you have in another episode. Meanwhile, I hope for you and yours a very safe and healthy 2023. This has been On My Mind, and I thank you for listening. And I'll see you further on up the road.